Hi, everybody. You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 60, airing on October 22nd, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, improving your leadership skills will drive your success and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic, if you're going to fail, fail forward. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Coaching for Leaders. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. My name is Dave Stahoviak, and I am coming to you from our studio out here in Orange County, California. And this is a show about leadership, but not about being a perfect leader or a perfect person. It's a show about how to be an authentic leader who can improve oneself in the hope that as improving oneself, we can be more effective at being able to engage and develop others and, by the way, be better and more effective individuals ourselves. And that's why I'm so pleased to welcome you to today's topic for episode number 60, which is if you're going to fail, fail forward. And I just am a strong believer that in leadership, that the that leadership is not about, at least effective leadership, is not about the absence of failure, but the ability to learn from failure. And that's why I'm so pleased to welcome our guest this week, who I sat down and talked with last week. Actually, we didn't. We were both sitting down, but we were across the globe because our guest this week is a gentleman named Stefan, and I'll introduce him here in a moment when we get on to the interview. And he is from Germany and has been listening to the show from the very beginning. And so rather than tell you a lot about him, uh, I, we actually go into that in the interview. And I think you'll see why I asked him to join me for this episode and to talk about how we can use failure to help guide us forward. So let's jump right into my interview with Stefan. I've mentioned on the show many times before that one of the things that I am so grateful for of having been able to host this show over the last year or so now is to be able to get connected with people in the listening community and in addition to being able to hear wonderful stories that help me to learn as a leader and help our listening community to learn as leaders too. And that's why I was uh, really uh, pleased to get connected with Stefan, who has been listening to our show from the very beginning. And uh, we've been talking over email for, oh gosh, just about a year now. And I've uh, been sharing experiences back and forth and talking about our careers and uh, what's been progressing with our families. And he's had some wonderful life events happen in the last year. And as we were talking over the last few months, uh, Stefan had shared with me a story of a transition he had gone through in his workplace and, uh, and in his career, and I thought that this would be a story that would be of, good, of great benefit for the members of this community to hear. And so I am so pleased today to welcome Stefan to uh, join us on the show, and uh, Stefan has been listening from episode number one and is in the business world in Germany 
And so he is joining me from across the globe. And I'm not going to introduce uh, Stefan's company or organization name for, uh, and you'll understand why when we go through this interview, um, just in, in, uh, in, based on just some of the transitions that have happened. But uh, I am so excited to welcome you to the show, Stefan. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. Hi, Dave. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, it is a pleasure to welcome you from across the globe. And as I was, we were talking just before the interview started here, and Stefan, I, I had four years of German in high school here in the States. And my, I am embarrassed that my German is extraordinarily poor, but I do want to say guten Tag and welcome to the show. Dankeschön. Dankeschön. Well, I thought I'd start off here if giving our audience a little background. When did you become a Coaching for Leaders listener? I know it was from the very beginning. And how did you originally hear about the show? Yeah, Dave, that's, um, I'm very interested in uh, those kind of shows and um, regularly check iTunes uh, to find such sh uh, shows. And um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's some out uh, in the air. But not all are very good, and uh, that's uh, I I uh, got stuck with your show because the sound quality, the content, and everything else is uh, very well. And uh, I need to say that I didn't find a show in German so far. Yes, and my German is very poor, so <laughs> it's not likely I'll be producing a show in German uh, anytime soon. But I really appreciate your listening and your. Uh, faithful listenership over the last year and a half and your feedback to me. And uh, I, one of the things that Steph and I have talked about over email is, uh, you know, our desire to really produce a quality show and to try and bring something of value each week and do it with good production quality too. So I'm, I'm so glad that that was something that attracted you because that was definitely part of our goal going forward. Um, could you tell our audience a little bit about your professional background? Yeah, I'm uh, working in the IT business and in the IT business, I'm uh since, um, let's say, almost 10 years in different roles. So I was an IT manager in, um, in the army, and then I uh, went to a company and built it up and uh, had a sales position and product management position. And then from there, it took me to a bigger company where I then started an enterprise sales. And uh, I did this for the last four years, and now um, I changed my role again in the same company um, that I got back to. So we will talk about that and uh, have uh, some kind of uh, regional management role now. Wonderful. So you've had really a diverse career already and uh, you're, a, you're a fairly young guy and I know that you have had some amazing leadership opportunities and done some wonderful things in your career already. So we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. Um, but one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you today and share your story with our listeners is that you had a new opportunity that came your way in the not too distant past. So I was wondering if you could share the new opportunity that came your way and uh, how it came across your radar screen. Yeah, how, how does it come across the radar screen? I don't know how it is in the US, but here in Germany, the headhunters are very busy. And um, yeah, if you're, if you're working uh, in IT business, especially in sales, you get a lot of offers. Mm. And um, yeah, I uh, the most of them I really dropped, but that one was uh, an opportunity where I could have a position as a sales manager um, leading a team and building up um, something and that was very interesting for me even uh, you talked about my age um, it was a position where the management told me 
that I can grow into it. So uh -huh. they especially searched for a younger guy who comes with new ideas. So they wanted to get away from the somehow maybe old thinking, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. And um, then we had the first call and I listened to them and then we had a second call and needed a bit and I needed to think uh, a long time about it. But um, yeah, that's it. So it sounds like they were really looking for someone just like you and, and, and sought you out. Why was it an attractive opportunity to you as you learn more about the opportunity? Yeah, so I need to say that it's, uh, it was not about the money. That was not the, the big game. So um, for me, it was really the chance to grow up. And uh, from the other side, I already had a life plan where I wanted to be um, in a management position in my mid-30s. Mm. And that was something I was told that, uh, can, can I, that I can build up a new team, that uh, the company wants to grow, and uh, yeah, is really looking forward to somebody who has already uh, experience in building something up. And uh, I did this before, a smaller company, in a smaller company, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so I, I'm right for this, and this fits uh, 100 perfect with my experience that I had uh, from, from the past. So at some point, you went far enough along in this conversation that you had to make a decision as to whether or not you were going to move forward with this or whether or not you'd potentially stay with your existing organization. And what transpired as you started to consider that decision point? Yeah, uh, in the end of the day, um, the position I, I could get was really um, for Central Europe. I had a team already and uh, everything was set. That was the one side uh, that I needed uh, to think about. And um, I was so fair to talk to my um, employer about it, that I, that I have a chance to, to go there, but that I really would like to do that in this company, in my old company. Sure. Um, the, the good thing in my company is that you really can go to the management and talk about it. But at this time, it was not really possible to do that. So that um, they offered me something, but it was not that attractive uh, than uh, the position I could get. So you're and uh, yeah, that that was the reason in the end. And uh, I made my thoughts off because yeah, the old company is really successful and uh, growing, mm -hmm. and the new company I could make it my own very successful and uh, growing, but I didn't know if I leave um, a very successful ship. Yeah. So yeah. the it sounds like your preference was to s stay with your old organization because you knew them well and it sounded like things were, had been very successful, but that the opportunity was just so attractive to be able to do something that would be your own and to have more leadership and management experience in the new organization. Yeah, exactly. That's... Uh, that was, that was the case in the end, yeah. And one of the things you mentioned is that it wasn't about the money, but that you had really a life plan um, going forward about what it is that you wanted to get. Could you tell me more about that life plan? Because I think that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily think about or think through. Yeah, so um, my, my plan was um, when, I, when I left the army to be uh, in the industry and to jump up to the middle management, 
getting experience upfront uh, in, uh, let's say, Europe business and uh, getting in touch with the right people. And then uh, from my private uh, uh, point, I wanted to get married uh, with the mid of 30 and also wanted to get, uh, yeah, uh, to be happy to have a child oh, uh, at this date. Neat, neat. So it yeah. really it really came back to a lot of your goals personally too of that career path of what you could then uh, what it would allow you to be able to do in your personal life. Yeah, that's right. So um and that that's that's the thing and uh, looking forward from here uh, my my wish would be uh, in the mid of 40 uh being in a management position. So that's uh, that's what I plan so far. You know, I think that's a really important uh, thing for all of us to remind ourselves of as leaders is that um, too often, I think many people assume that the people we lead are motivated only by money and that it's all about the paycheck at the end of the day or the end of the week. And in reality, for many, many people, um, I know this is true for myself and it's true for you, Stefan, as well, that there's really so many more factors. There's lifestyle choices, there's the ability to learn, there's experiences, there's the ability to influence that really do factor into a lot of our decisions as to whether or not we're going to make career changes and how we're going to make those career changes. And it sounds like that was very much the case in this decision that you made. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So you ultimately did decide to move on to this new organization. And when you got there, it sounds like things didn't actually go as you had anticipated. When did you realize that things weren't quite as they were described to you in the interview process? Um, a few days before I started, so to say. Oh, that soon. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had a meeting up front um, in that company because there was a big presentation and um, the new strategy. And then I got in touch first time with the people of the organization uh, in Europe. And uh I sat in a room with some more people and they talked about and they were concerning of a lot of stuff. And uh, then I asked some questions and then it always turned out that, uh, yeah, things are going like they would like to have it. And uh, the first thing that I acknowledged was that uh, the, the willingness to grow and to invest for growth was not there like uh, it was told to me. Oh, interesting. And what was uh, what was it that people said or maybe did not say that made you realize that the opportunity for growth just wasn't going to be there? Yeah, it was it was um, about uh, marketing investments, and uh, at at this day at this time it was like this. But uh, later on, um, let's say um, mostly eighty percent of the stuff that uh, the management has told me what they want to do and what to, what they want to have in place uh, turned 85 per, uh, or turned directly around. Wow. Yeah. And that, that is then something where you say, okay, I left a, a, a very good ship where I was very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, working there. And that's, uh, so I, I, I thought six weeks about uh, do I leave or do I not leave? And uh, it really was uh, one day this and one day this. Yeah. And so, uh, in the end of the day, I said, wow, this was a very big mistake. Hmm. And uh, yeah. So what were, you, what, was, what were you thinking or feeling during that time as you were going back and forth of trying to determine if you wanted to stick with this decision or whether you wanted to, to potentially try to do something else? What I, what I thought about 
in this uh, 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 for this decision or what what I what I did consider for that one. Yeah, what were you thinking or feeling as you were going through that decision process once you realized it wasn't as you expected it to be? Yeah, uh, on the one side, it really was um, like uh, getting the holy grail, <laughs> let's say. Yeah? Mm, yeah. So you're 35, you're in that position, it really fits to you. Um, one second. Um, it really fits to you, and um, that's what you wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And it seems... It seems that it is really exactly uh, like 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 it's uh, like it is for me mm. as it is for me. And on the other side, I I really knew that um, the company I worked in, I worked there for let's say two years and a few months. Mm-hmm. But um, I really put a lot of heart uh, in this and uh, also built something up. And then uh, it is really hard if you know. The company is getting in the right direction. The, the future strategy is getting in the right direction. The people are very nice because they, you, um, you referred to the book Drive from Daniel Pink in, in yes. your show. And yes. um, the management of, uh, of the company really is acting like this. And uh, that's then also something that you, that you really consider because you don't know how it is at the other side. Hmm. But um, the Holy Grail was uh, gluing and gluing and then in the end of the day i said okay i was shining sorry yeah so what did you ultimately decide to do yeah in the end of the day i um, talked to my direct manager and said hey i thought about it and um, yeah i um, i decided not against you but i decided to uh, take the opportunity and then we talked to the management about it and um, yeah then um, then I left, but um, they said, okay, um, if it doesn't work out, you can call us sure. and uh, we can talk about uh, a comeback or something. Hmm. So you did ultimately decide to leave and uh, what happened after that? You mean the um, the new company or the, 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 old, uh, the, the old company where, where I went back to? Yeah, I'm curious how that happened because that just... At least here in the States, it's not common that somebody leaves an organization and then has the opportunity to come back. So I'm curious how that transpired. Yeah, so people, uh, let's say the people uh, said that you that I can come back and uh, in the end of the day, you never know if it's, uh, if it's uh, true or if they say it because they want to be nice. Uh-huh. Um, but because of the shortness of my uh, little journey, um, I really could talk to them and uh, what I did is uh, I, I called my old manager and said, hey, I really did a very big mistake. Um, you told me that I maybe uh, should think about some more um, things or the, the grass on the other side is, uh, is uh, greener, but uh, in the end of the day, it's, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I went back and I said, yeah, it was a big mistake and uh, can we talk about that I come back? And uh, he said, yeah, um, so I need to talk to my management about it, but I don't want to close uh, the door right now um, before I didn't uh, talk to them. And uh, one of the things that was for sure, I then talked to the management and they said, hey, Stefan, you are um, a valuable resource. Um, We can talk about uh, getting you back, but uh, what we do not want is that you then leave in the next six months Right. For the next position. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, after this experience, uh, I would, I would never have done that. Yeah. 
Hmm. So in retrospect, I'm wondering what you would have done differently when considering this new opportunity. I think there's, there's two major things. The first thing is, if you really feel this well in a growing company, for me, I would say it's sometimes better um, to wait one or more years longer to then get your chance in the company you really like and love mm. um, before you before you want it too much. But I think that has to do uh, with personality and maybe also with my life plan. Mm. And um, on the other side, if you if you do such a step, really try to get more information. And 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 that is uh, sometimes very hard because if a company is uh, not so much known in the market, you really don't have the chance to to call some people. Yeah, that's uh, that's not so easy, and uh, you really have also uh, to have in mind that maybe somebody of the people you call uh, knows somebody in your old company, and then you really have a problem. So um, I don't know. It was it was really hard. Maybe asking more direct questions in the interview could also be something that uh, could help. Mm. And then really watching the people, how they react uh, when they give you the answers. Sure, sure. And I know that you um, you mentioned that one of the things that you'd certainly uh, love to do is to be able to talk and dialogue with people more in advance. And I, it sounded like there wasn't much opportunity to do this with this uh, this new organization until you had already accepted the position. So it sounds like that that would be one piece of advice you'd have for people if the opportunity presents itself to be able to have some dialogue. Do you uh, do you feel like that? I know hindsight's always easy to look back. Was there an opportunity to do more of that that you might have done in advance if you had uh, if you could go back and do it over? You mean the the dialogues with the people that I that I talked to? Yeah. I don't know. So um, it was a really, really long process. It was uh, six or seven steps uh, of process that um, that have been uh, to get there. And uh, I could talk to some people and everybody was very nice. And I also could ask questions and I, I asked questions out of my experience um, for sure. Sure. The answers were always, um, yeah, very green grass. Yeah. Let's yeah, say like yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And that's, I think that's very typical here in the States too, is that many organizations when they are interviewing uh, folks, uh, regardless of position, tend to put their best foot forward, of course, and don't always share some of the, um, we have a term here called dirty laundry <laughs> that yeah. might be, that might be present in the organization. And so that's, uh, that's certainly something to watch for if everything always seems perfect when you're uh, walking into a new organization, because of course every organization has challenges. So it sounds like that would be one thing to watch for. And I'm, I'm also really interested in what you said about just uh, the having the company and the organization that you like and the dynamic and the environment that you like, because I think culture and the type of organization that you work for does say so much, even though even if you may not be in the ideal position for you. So it sounds like from your experience, one of the things you'd recommend for those of us who might be looking for other opportunities is that the organization itself and the organization's culture really is a key piece of, of success. Yeah. And if you if you really if you really put it on the decision scale, um, I didn't weigh the culture and the people enough. 
And mm. that, in the end of the day, is uh, what I find as my personal biggest mistake. Oh, interesting. Is there anything that you feel like you could have done that would have given you some insight to culture or things that you could have asked or been aware of around culture and organization that you wish you would have done? Um, um, by interviewing the new company? No, not, not really, because um, it was really not so known. And um, there were no, not so many people um, that I found in my uh, social media that worked in that company before um, that I could have asked. Mm, yeah. And then it's, it's, it's really hard. So if there's not enough press outside or, um, yeah, the only thing that, that, that you could do is uh, uh, calling some other um, headhunters who might know the company. That is something that I, uh, yeah, got, got after I uh, got back because some headhunters called me and said, hey, you were such a short, short time there. What happened? And uh, this could be a very good resource to uh, get some information out of that. What I really love about your story, Stefan, is how how much I do hear this story and how typical your story is in some ways. And the first part of your story in particular of going to interview for an organization, hearing about a new opportunity, um, regardless of how you hear about it, and uh, hearing all the wonderful things from an organization and walking into it, and then it being something very different than was presented in the interview process. And this is whether it's done intentionally or unintentionally. I think a lot of organizations really do struggle with being transparent in the interview process. And that's something that um, many managers and leaders struggle with. What I really love about your story, though, is what is you what I think is unique about it is how you responded to it when you realized that this wasn't all that it was promised to be. And I'm really just impressed with, first of all, how quickly you made the decision. So this was a very short period of time that you decided that it wasn't the right decision. And then the other thing that I thought was really uh, neat about how you approached this is you went back to your old organization and were very honest about what you felt was a mistake that you had made and, and approached them and said, hey, I made a big mistake. And I think that that type of that that type of honesty and candor is sometimes missing in a lot of people's um, responses to something that they perceive to be a failure. Yeah. So in the end of the day, what what I can also say is uh, maybe when you have those uh, interview um, situations, maybe the other side, um, if you come to communication, um, there's a sender and a receiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the, the company that I, that I shortly worked for um, had the feeling that they communicated it so that I can understand it, but uh, maybe then I didn't understand it or got it right. Yeah, and that's where I think communication can become so complicated for so many of us is that it really becomes all about you know not only what we intend to send, but what we actually send and then what's received or what we want to have received. And so that's where that communication can really break down, especially when there's two companies with two very different cultures that are uh, that that we're trying to interact with. And and the other thing I love about your story too, Stefan, is that you were able to come back really quickly to your old organization. And uh, you know that's not something that happens often. And it happens when someone has been just very faithfully 
diligent to serve the organization and be successful for an organization. And I'm sure that if you hadn't been the outstanding employee that I know you have been, because I've uh, we've talked over time, that they cer- they would not have <laughs> had you back. And so I think it says a lot about your ability to work through challenges, to admit a mistake, and then also to really rely on your track record to say, hey, I, I made a mistake, but I'm I'd like to come back and to be very honest and forthright about it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that they were willing to have you back. Yeah, I think so. So before I let you go, uh, one of the things you mentioned that your your current organization and the organization you've worked with uh, all this time and came back to has really done a great job of embracing some of the leadership principles we've talked about on this show and use the book Drive that we've talked about from Daniel Pink. And so I'm curious of... Who's someone in your organization that's been a great leader or mentor to you? And what have they done that's been so successful for you? Yeah, um, in my in my actual um, company, there's really one person uh, I could uh, mention. And uh, this is a guy who really burns for the company. And he really is uh, somebody who who cares about people and wants to make them better. And this person um, in the in, in my second year in the company really said, "Hey, I, I see some things uh, going wrong, and uh, I want to take the time with you personally to um, yeah to to let you better understand um, what kind of resources you can use in the international organization, and also how we sell this product very effective." Hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, um, when, 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 when new people, salespeople come in your organization, um, they have basic skills that, uh, that they need to have, like uh, good writing, good communications and all that. But in every company, it is really a difference to be good in selling that specific product. And um, that's also something that uh, a lot of companies don't understand that they have to educate the people how to sell the product effective. Hmm. And when and, you say that he said something that wasn't working, was that something that wasn't working with the company or something that wasn't working with you? Um, I think it was uh, it uh, that what what uh, it wasn't working with me, but it also wasn't hmm. working with others. Ah. And um, so it was more or less um, maybe a. Yeah, and not a big, but a but a problem in the organization. Sure. And uh, this person said, I can offer you all my experience that I have, but you also need to uh, to see that you have to come to me. Hmm. So it was not like, hey, big king, I want to ask you something. But there were other people who didn't take that offer. And you could really see within six months that um, I got much more successful than others who had the same chance and they didn't take it. Hmm. So um, that for me, that was uh, very um, amazing to have um, such a person beside me who really was every time there for me when I when I when I uh, called him and uh, asked something. And goes right back to one thing that I've always been a big believer in stuff on is that ultimately, even if someone is willing and able and wants to help drive our development, that ultimately at the end of the day, it's up to us as individuals to drive our professional development. And we can't just rely on a leader or a company to do that. So um, a great example of how someone who was willing to provide that for you, but you took the initiative to really reach out consistently and take it 
take the opportunity that person had put in front of you to get feedback, to get development, to get mentoring and coaching. And because you did that, you really were able to grow your skills tremendously in a very short period of time. Yeah. And it's, it's not for common that, uh, that there's people, I know a lot, pe- a lot of people who really say, um, I uh, hold my little secret for me, um, how I'm successful and don't share it with others. Mm, and yeah. uh, it's it's then good for the person because uh, the person is successful, but it uh, doesn't help if the rest of the company is not successful. Well, I think that's a, such a great reminder for all of us in leadership roles is that it's great for us to reach out to people and to empower them with the skills we have. If we keep them to ourselves, ultimately, we're not going to help the organization to grow. But also, the like you said, the reminder that when people do that for us, to take advantage of that and to reach out and to utilize people as resources. Because if we don't, then, you know, ultimately we're not driving our development. So I'm, I think it's just a great example of, of both of those principles on both sides. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to thank you so much, Stefan, for joining uh, me today on Coaching for Leaders. And I do want to mention too, in spite of all the transitions that you've been going through and, and everything and changing career-wise, I know you're still very focused on your personal goals and family goals. And I mentioned that because you uh, just got married back in August. So congratulations on continuing to move forward on all of your personal goals. And I am just excited to be connected with you. I'm excited for what you're going to do in the business world in Germany. And I uh, can't wait to be able to meet you in person at some point down the road here. I I think there will be a chance in the future. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining me today. There's a lot here that I think all of us can learn from. There's three things, though, that I pulled out of this conversation with Stefan that I think highlighting for all of us as leaders is key. First and foremost, his willingness to admit a mistake. And you notice that in his story, as he realized he had made a mistake, he very quickly came to terms with it. He took action to correct the mistake and went back and admitted to his prior employer that he had made a mistake. And that is something that for many of us (laughs) as human beings, probably everybody, When we make a mistake and we know we've made a mistake, our first inclination, I think for many of us, is to minimize it or try to hide it or even cover it up. And we see again and again in the media that uh, people who do that and respond in that way uh, consistently really get themselves into a lot of trouble. People, on the other hand, though, who are effective leaders are able to work around that first inclination to cover things up and to really admit their mistakes and be willing to move on. So I think that this is a good example of a leader who is willing to admit a mistake and move on. The second thing I'd mentioned here is uh, both something that I think is really great about Stefan, but also a caution for leaders, is he did great work. He did some amazing work for his employer, and I know some additional details that he didn't share in this interview, but he's done wonderful, wonderful work over a long period of time. And because of that, and because of that long-term investment that he made into his employer, they were very willing to consider him coming back. That is not something that an employer would do for everybody. And so I think it's really an important reminder for those of us in leadership roles and for those of us who 
perhaps have opportunities to move on to other uh, opportunities in our lives and our careers is that what we've done previously really does follow us. Uh, It may not follow us immediately, but it is going to follow us in the long run. And then third and finally, you notice Stefan continued to talk about his long-term career goals, his long-term plan, his long-term vision. And that's one of the things I really like about him is that, uh, you know, he has a long-term plan. He knows where he wants to go. He knows the types of skills he wants to learn and the experiences he wants to have. And when we have a long-term vision as leaders, when we run into the obstacles, not if, when we run into the obstacles, the obstacles are things that we are ready and willing to work around. If we don't have that long-term vision and we run into those obstacles, then those obstacles can stop us in our paths and be very debilitating. And that's why that long-term vision is so important for all of us. So I'm so glad that he was able to share that story. And I hope that you hop onto the website and jump in and leave Stefan a comment about his story. If you found it helpful, I know he would enjoy seeing that. And he may even jump in on the conversation. The easiest way to do that is to go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash the number 60. So coachingforleaders.com forward slash six zero. That'll take you to the show notes for this episode and will give you a chance to engage with me, Stefan, and the rest of the listening community. Of course, you can always leave a message as well. And the number to leave a message for me, and I'd be happy to share that with our community as well, is 949-38-LEARN. And you, of course, can always reach me by email at feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Now, before I let you go, a reminder that in two weeks for episode number 62, we are going to be doing an episode on stories about great leaders. And I am asking you to submit a story about someone that has been a leader for you at some point in your life or career and has done something for you that has been helpful, either has told you a story, given you feedback, helped mentor, coach you, guide you in some way. And I would love to hear that story. And we will consider it with the stories that are submitted to us and potentially play that on episode number 62. And our goal, of course, is to play a whole bunch of stories on episode 62 here in two weeks that will be great leadership lessons that we can all benefit from. Uh, Nobody has the monopoly on great leadership wisdom and advice, and stories are just a wonderful way for all of us to be able to learn from each other. So here's what you need to do. Uh, Every one of us have a story. In fact, most of us have many stories we could tell about people in our lives who have done great leadership with us. So choose one, just one, and you can do one of two things. Call into our audio feedback hotline, same number I just mentioned a minute ago, 949-38-LEARN. And in two minutes or less, tell me the story on that hotline, and that way we can consider it for episode 62. The other thing you can do is go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash the word speak. So again, coachingforleaders.com forward slash speak. And if you do that, you'll see a little button that says record. And you can just record right into the microphone on your computer. If you've got a laptop or desktop with a built-in microphone, most computers do these days, you can just record right from your computer. And again, just two minutes or less. And that way uh, we can share your story. And I'd love to hear a story from you. The deadline is November 1st, 2012. So it is coming up here in just a few days. So please submit the story. And by the way, if you'd like to know more, I did record a very brief video on this uh, story guidelines. If you want uh, some additional 
help as far as uh, good ways to frame the story, you can just go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash great story. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> Don't go there. It's actually uh, coachingforleaders.com forward slash great leader. If you go to great story, you're not going to get anything. So go to uh, coachingforleaders.com forward slash great leader. And there's a real brief video there from me just kind of walks you through what we're going to be doing on episode 62. So feel free to check that out. And then one other thing I wanted to let you know is those of you who have already subscribed to the Coaching for Leaders newsletter over email, uh, big news. The first newsletter is coming out this week. And I'm excited to tell you, for those of you who have already subscribed, that there is going to be a very cool resource that's going to be in that newsletter. And it's just going to be sent out to newsletter subscribers. So if you would like to be a part of that, feel free to subscribe anytime. Go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe, and you also will get the 10 books that make you a better leader. It's a book list and a video from me that will hopefully help you to become more effective as a leader. So I'll watch for that email later this week with a very cool resource, and I'm excited to share that with our subscribers and see what you think. So thanks in advance for checking that out. And finally, thank you to Rogelio Berlanga, Charles Christian, Penny Rowe Morris, Neha Joshi, Jatniel Sagranas, and Alvaro Manuel Calvino Conasari. Oh, Alvaro, I hope I pronounced your name right. Uh, hey, thank you to all of you who liked our page on Facebook this week. And you can get to our Facebook page, either just search on Facebook for us or go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash Facebook. That'll take you right there. Hey, the link for the show notes is on our website, coachingforleaders.com forward slash 60. We are on the air every single Monday. And finally, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. Take care, everybody.